And this is where Jesus announces to his followers who is the helper, the spirit of truth. And so, you know, we've heard the, the idea that proof is in the pudding. I don't know where that comes from, but there, proof is in the pudding. It, there's, if there's evidence, it's going to be found out. If there's evidence, it's going to be found out, and that, that will be the proof. And, and here, in the very start of this, in John 14, verse 15, Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commands. This is this indicative form of, if you love me, then it's going to be evident by the way you obey me. And, and so, we can, we can say, well, you know, how can we do this? How can we, how can we love God? Or, or how can we obey God? But they work together. You know, our flesh might say we have uh, good intentions. Like we're trying to just, you know, we're trying to read the Bible, we're trying to pray, we're trying to do these things. Um, but if we're not connecting to, to the Spirit of God, if we're not being in His Word, we are, are it's, it's not going to work. And so we need the Lord. Uh, if, there, if there only there was a way that instead of my just having good intentions, if only there was a way that I could really connect to, to the Lord, you know, Jesus seems so far away. God the Father seems so far away. Oh wait, but He sends His, his Spirit. He, and that's what we're going to look at today. He sent His Spirit to help us, to help believers, to remind believers of God's truth. And so He is the Spirit of truth. And today, we're looking at this, this main idea today. I'm just going to start off the bat. It's that we're saying that the Holy Spirit helps believers to love and obey God. So if we remember that the Holy Spirit is to help believers. Now, when I'm going to say believers today, I'm referring to people that have put their trust in Jesus Christ for the forgiveness of their sins. People that are walking with Jesus. People that are trying to, to emulate Jesus. Being a believer, not just in mind, but in the way we walk. Uh, and so that's what, whenever I say believer today, that's what we're looking at, Okay. Uh, someone that, that puts their trust in Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit is going to help people that have put their life in Jesus' hands and said, I am, I am in Jesus. I am in Christ. I have asked for forgiveness of my sins. And I am walking with Jesus. And so the Holy Spirit is going to help believers in these two ways to remind us what it means, that, what Jesus said, so that we can love and also we can obey what He says. We can show people Jesus and we can be obedient to Jesus. And, and in John 14, verse 15, we see this. We see this, if you love me, you're going to keep my commands. This is, love is a choice. In, the, in biblical language, love is not just something that we feel, but it is a choice that we make. And so if we are choosing to make this choice of being loving God, then, then we are also going to see that we're going to keep His commands. There's, it's the evidence. It's, the, it's what we can see. If we love, then we obey. And so it's the evidence of our faith. It's the evidence of our love for God is the way that we, is the way that we obey. But Jesus doesn't say, if you keep my commands, then I'm going to love you. He doesn't say that. He doesn't say that that you have to earn my love. 
some, some people might think that, that we have to, if we do really good things, if we try our best, if we do lots and lots of good things for God, then He's going to love us. But that's not correct. What is correct is that Jesus said, if you love me, it's going to be evident by the way that you obey and you keep my commands. Jesus says this in, in verse 16. He said, I'm going to ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate. Another advocate to help you and to be with you forever. And he says this, this advocate is the spirit of truth. The spirit of truth is the Holy Spirit that we refer to in, that we refer to usually as the Holy Spirit. But here, Jesus is, this is, Jesus is talking to his disciples. Jesus is talking to these disciples. And in fact, this is, in a few hours, he's going to be arrested, betrayed. In a few hours, he's going to be uh, going to all kinds of, of trials. He's going to be convicted falsely, convicted falsely and condemned to death. And so they're going to have these trials. They're going to have these, these things that they need to know, like how, is, how is, am I going to be living? How am I going to do this without Jesus? So Jesus is saying, I'm sending my spirit to you. I'm sending my spirit not just to, to help you, but to be with you. And we, we do know that Jesus sends His Spirit 50 days later. Uh, but then they are reminded of all the things that Jesus said. And right before this, Jesus is, was talking about how He showed His love for His disciples by, by serving them, by, by washing their, their disciples' feet. Then, in, in, right after that, after the Last Supper, Jesus is trying to comfort His disciples. He's trying to say, hey, I'm going to prepare a place for you. I'm going to be with my Father. But then I'm going to come back and take you with me. If you're a believer in Jesus Christ, that we have hope that someday, it could be today or tomorrow, it could be in years, that someday Jesus is going to return. And when He does, He's going to take us with Him. And so we, He's trying to comfort His disciples. And, and so He wants His disciples to know this. He wants us to know this too. And so then, when he's talking about this Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth, he says in verse 17 that the world cannot accept Him. The world cannot accept the Holy Spirit because it neither sees Him nor knows Him. But if you know Him, for He lives in you, and you will be in Him. Verse 18, I will, be, I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long, the world will not see me anymore, but you will see me because I live, you will also live. He's, he's reminding them, hey, I'm about to go. I'm about to go. And I'm not leaving you left on your own. I'm not, I'm not leaving you as orphans. I'm going to send my spirit. Can you imagine spending a few years at the feet of Jesus, listening to his teaching, seeing his miracles, learning his his way, and then all of a sudden, he's saying, I'm about, I'm about to leave. Where are you going? Can you imagine? Where are you going? Jesus is leaving. That's not part of the plan. How can this be the plan? Jesus is leaving. And so I, I feel like maybe the disciples aren't listening. They're not sure what this means. But Jesus says here, he assures his followers that this Spirit of God, this advocate, this Spirit of truth is going to be their gift for them 
forever. Not just for a little bit, but for, for all time. You know, Christmas is coming up. I know Mark just said that. And, and if we like to give good gifts. You know, you want to find the people that you love, people in your family or your close friends, you give gifts and you want to think of something that's going to be really special for them. But no matter what you end up getting, usually it's gone at some point. Right? It's not going to last. You know, as a parent, we try to find really good gifts for our kids. But eventually, all the gifts are broken, they're wore out, clothes don't fit anymore. Whatever the case is, it's, it's, they're all temporary. But the Holy Spirit is the gift that Jesus gives his followers to be with us forever. It's not a temporary gift. It's not just to get you to the next thing. His Spirit is with us for all time. I know a lot of times we think about in heaven, being with Jesus. And that's good. I, I want you to think about being with Jesus. But we also have the Father and the Spirit. So we are going to be in this, in this relationship with, with God, the triune God. And, but the best thing that we can give our kids, the best thing we, you know, we, we, there's th different things that, we, that break and fall apart. Lots of really cool things, but then they, they don't last. The best thing we can give our kids for parents is love. And love specifically spelled T-I-M-E. Love is time. Time with our kids. And so the, Jesus is giving time with his kids. This, this gift of time. You don't have to worry about when is the Holy Spirit leaving. But the gift of the Holy Spirit is given to believers to, to help us to obey, help us to, to love God. In a commentary this week, I, I read that it said, the gift of the Holy Spirit is an outgrowth of the loving relationship between Jesus and his disciples. It's not an entitlement earned by the disciple. It's not a gift that we deserve, but it's a gift we can receive out of a loving relationship with Jesus. So are we thankful for God's gift that he's given to believers? God's presence that he gives to us? Because it's not just his presence, but his presence. Then Jesus goes on here in verse 20 and he says, because he's talking about how the Holy Spirit's going to be with us forever. And then he's in verse 20, he says, On that day you will realize that I am in my Father and that you are in me. And I am in you. Here he says it again, whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. Whoever has my commands and keeps them is the one who loves me. He, he keeps saying this. The one who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I too will love them and show myself to them. Got it, guys? Got it? Well, then one of the disciples maybe raises his hands or blurted out, it's Judas, not, not Judas Iscariot. He says, um, but, but Lord, why do you intend to show yourself to us and not the world? I can just imagine Jesus saying, oh, that's a great question. I, I'm glad you're thinking that way. It's good you be, you're thinking through this. And Jesus replies, he says, anyone who loves me will obey my teaching. My Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. So Jesus here, he's, he's showing his disciples. He's showing 
us as believers that we remember we have to be obeying. We have to show, if we're going to show love to God, we're, we show it by obeying. And the way that the world is going to see God is in his believers, in, the, in, in us. People are watching us. The world is watching us. How are we living? Because they're, they're watching what we do and how we live. Are we really saying the right things and doing the right things? Or are we just kind of putting on a religious show? How we live is the evidence of what the, the, the world sees, how we live. You know, early Anabaptists, this idea of piety was the evidence that they were actually Anabaptists. And that was, that was the proof enough for them to be killed. Can you imagine the way that you love God with all your heart, the way that you obey and, and do what God says, then leads you to your death. But that evidence, that outward living, that was the proof that you were an Anabaptist. So let me ask you, let me ask me, is there enough evidence of the way that you live? Is there enough evidence to convict you, to convict me? Would people look at you and say, wow, that guy or that woman, they are full of the Holy Spirit. They are full. There's something about them that's different. There's something about them that they have hope even in, in when it doesn't make sense. When they have peace and love and joy. It doesn't make sense why this is happening, why they act like this, why they live like this. They're always so kind. Or are they just like, oh, that guy's the... Yeah, they go to church, but yeah, that's just the same as anybody else. Are they... Is there enough evidence? Can other people look at you and see that there's evidence, there's proof that you love and obey God? You know, loving God and obeying God, kind of like two sides of a coin, the same coin. Loving God... Obeying God. To love God is to obey God, and to obey God is to love God. And they're, when they're properly practiced together, they demonstrate each other. So are we loving God and obeying God? Are we obeying God and loving God? What is it? It's, it's the same thing. If, if you love me, Jesus says, you're going to keep my commands. He says it in... In 21, and then also in 24, talking about how if you love me, if the evidence is that you're obeying, you're obeying, you're keeping my commands. You know, when you're driving, and you're, you have a, actually, who likes to listen to the radio when they're driving? Some people, some people, all right, all right, good job. Not everybody, I thought a lot of people would do that. I, I like to listen to the radio when I drive. And so if you're going to work or you're going to like a normal place, you're, you have a radio station on and it, it's going to come in normal, right? It's going to come in, you're going to listen to it. You're going for just 15 minutes or half hour to your normal commute. But if you're going on a road trip and you turn on the radio station, at some point you're going to start hearing that radio station sounding kind of bad. That radio station is not going to come in very well. It's going to kind of come in and out. It's going to have some static or some wavy, weird noises. And, and I, I want you to think about this. Are you hearing the voice of God clearly 
Or are you hearing the voice of God like you're far away trying to still pick up a radio station that's not coming in well? Because if you're, if you're far away from God, we're not going to hear his voice. And we're not going to hear it very clearly. So I want to encourage each of us, if that's you, to come back. Come back so you can tune in. Come back so you can be closer and you can receive the voice of God. You can receive what He's saying. Because if you come back in obedience, relating to God through Christ in love, He's going to show Himself more to you. That's what Tony Evans said in a, in a study Bible. He's, he's going to show more to you when we are obeying and loving Him. So come back to Him. But at the end of this verse 24 here, He says something that's interesting. He says, My Father will love them and, he, and we will come and make our home with them. Are you inviting the Spirit of God at home? Are you inviting Him home? Is he, does He feel at home? Because Jesus is assuring His disciples, His followers, that's including you and I, if you're a follower of Jesus, if you're a believer in Jesus, that the Holy Spirit makes His home in us. God lives in us. God dwells in us. So if we are disconnecting from God, I wonder if God feels very at home in you, in me. Because we can, we can have our lives ready for God to listen, ready for us to listen to God, ready for kind of our, our home putting in order, or we can have our lives kind of in disorder and just say, hey God, you, you're welcome, but you're you know, I'm not moving stuff around. You know, the, the, the house might be dirty, the house might be messy, but come if you want. Or, or are we saying, hey, my house is messy. Clean it how you want. Wherever there's, there's sin in my life, wherever there's, there's places where I don't trust you, maybe it's the way that I, I speak. I'm not using kind words. I'm using foul language. It's not that big a deal, maybe you think, but, but are you inviting God to, to clean that up? Maybe it's what you go to as entertainment, what you listen to, what you read, what you watch. Maybe those, maybe those things aren't honoring to God. Is God feeling at home in you? Maybe He's saying, those things are not welcoming to me. Those things are bad for you. Are you going to let me clean those things up? Are you going to give those things to me so that I can take care of those things? What are, what are ways that you're, it's in your home that the Holy Spirit does not feel welcome? Whatever those things are, I just want to, I want to beg you. Give those things up. It's not better. Those, nothing is better than having the Spirit dwell in you. Nothing is better than having, than, than having that relationship with God that we're abiding in Him and we're leaning into Him and loving Him. And, and not, the Bible isn't just a book, but it's something that we, it's, it's our nourishment. 
So give those things up, whatever they are. Let's, let's let the Holy Spirit take over. Let's let the Holy Spirit be at home. Let's let the Holy Spirit teach us how to love and obey God with all our heart. Jesus says, again, this similar thing in verse 24, because he, he's talking, he, he wants to remind us that, that the Holy Spirit's going to be with us forever, but also the Holy Spirit wants to make home in our lives. So then he says, for a third time, if anyone does not love me, will not obey me. Now I say a third time, but now he's saying it to kind of the inverse. He's saying, if you don't love me, then you're, of course you're not going to obey my teaching. Why would you obey my teaching if you don't love me? But the love, the obedience and love, they go together. And he says, these words are not my own. They belong to the Father who sent me. All of this I have spoken while I'm still with you. But the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you all things and remind you of everything I have said to you. And then he says, peace I leave you. My peace I give you. I do not give to you as the world gives. And he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. Don't be afraid. Jesus is giving his Holy Spirit to followers He's giving His Holy Spirit to teach us how to obey, to remind us of all the things that Jesus taught. He reminds us what the truth is. The world is going to tell you, well, your truth is your truth and my truth is my truth. As long as we're not fighting, uh, fighting we're okay. You know, the world is going to just say, yeah, if you want to believe the Bible, that's, that's fine for your truth, but that's your truth. The Word of God is the truth. And the Holy Spirit teaches us. He, he's the Spirit of truth, and he, he teaches us what is true. He teaches us to stay away from what is false, what, to stay away from what is it's going to be taking us away from our relationship from God, from, from sin, from hurting. And so we can see here that Jesus is assuring his followers that the Holy Spirit teaches us the truth. And I, it's, not, it's the truth. It's not a truth. It's not your, my truth, your truth. It's the truth is in God. And His, and his Spirit is going to teach us the truth. And, and He says this is so different than the world. We're, we have this conflict with the world. The world's just going to say, oh, you want peace? Okay, let's have peace. Oh, well, we need, let's, let's, stop, let's stop fighting and let's have peace, which is good, but that's not the same peace that Jesus is talking about here. Jesus' peace is a, a shalom. It's a wholeness. It's a complete peace. The world says, whatever you want to hear, whatever you want to believe, that's good. Jesus wants us to know the truth because he says the truth will set us free. So let me ask you, how do, what, if, what if you're hearing all kinds of things and you're not sure, is this from the world? Is this from my mind? Is this from God? How can I be sure that the teaching, this teaching, whatever is coming to me, what, how can I be sure that it's actually the Holy Spirit? Well, in a study Bible, it, it brought up five things, five ways that Spirit-led teaching are recognizable. So I put those on the screen. The, the Spirit-led teachings are recognizable because they enforce all things that Jesus taught. So is it going to re remind us of what Jesus taught? Is it going to line up with what Jesus taught? Secondly, they are grounded by the written word of God. 
which itself is a work inspired by God and directed by this Holy Spirit. It's going to reinforce. It's going to be grounded in the Bible. Because sometimes we just, some like to just pick and choose verses. But does it line up with the heart of God? Does it line up with the story of the Bible? And thirdly, Spirit-led teachings are recognizable because they promote righteousness and convict sin. Is what you're hearing convicting you of sin? Okay, that's the Holy Spirit. Is it condemning you? No, that's not the Holy Spirit. Is it promoting righteousness? Yes, that is. Because the Holy Spirit promotes righteousness. The Holy Spirit convicts us of sin. The Holy Spirit is not trying to put you down and make you feel shameful. The Holy Spirit wants you to confess your sin. He wants you to be right with God. He wants you to live in righteousness, being transformed by the renewal of your mind as a living sacrifice. Fourthly, the, the Holy Spirit or these uh, Spirit-led teachings are recognizable because they bring glory to Jesus. Is what's being said to you, what, is it coming, giving you glory? Is it giving someone else glory? Is it giving Jesus glory? If it's bringing anyone else glory, it's, it's not coming from the Holy Spirit. Because the Holy Spirit is all about giving Jesus and the Father glory. And lastly, Holy Holy Spirit-led teachings are recognizable because they bring, because they recognize the deity of Jesus. They show that Jesus is fully God and fully man. There's, There's no, he just was a good teacher. He just had some good things to say. No, Jesus is the Son of God, the Messiah, the one who died for your sins, and, and that everything you've ever done, everything you ever will do, is covered by Jesus, is covered by his payment of death on the cross. But Jesus, so are we, are we recognizing that Jesus is the Son of God, that Jesus is our only hope, that we have life in Jesus? And so the Holy Spirit helps us, helps believers to love and obey God. So if we're not sure if this is the Holy Spirit or not, is the Holy Spirit pointing us to Jesus? Is the Holy Spirit promoting righteousness? Is the Holy Spirit convicting of sin? All those things, yes. But if it's, if it's something that goes against what the truth of the Bible is, it can maybe seem a little bit like it could be good. But guess what? Remember, Satan knows how, he knows how to take the Bible and twist it. So if it seems a little bit right, that doesn't mean it's right. We need to know the Bible. We need to know God's Word. We need to be soaking in God's Word so that the Holy Spirit can help us to love and obey. So that's my challenge for you. My challenge is to let the Holy Spirit teach you. So how can we listen to the Holy Spirit? This week specifically, how are you listening to the Holy Spirit? The Spirit of Truth. Are we listening? Are we, are we realizing He's giving us peace? That we're not to be afraid? That He's reminding us of all things from Jesus? He's teaching us. So this week, maybe we can try some different practices. In the bottom of your sermon notes, I have some ideas there. Maybe you can practice silence. Silence is really hard. But maybe even if we just try five minutes... Try five minutes of silence, and really, 
it's going to probably take 15 before you can really get anything out of it because our minds are so wired and so we have so many things going on. But take your phone, put it in a different room, ask the Holy Spirit to be present with you that you can hear His voice. Be still and know that I am God. Be silent. What about journaling? Meditating on His Word. Writing out His Word. Meditating on His Word. Memorizing Scripture. All, all ways that the Holy Spirit is going to be giving you the truth. It's going to be reminding you of truth. He's going to use those ways to help you remember what Jesus said and that we can love and obey Him. Remember, we're to obey because of our love, not to gain His love. But His love, loving Jesus, is going to prove our faith in Jesus. It's going to prove to the world, the watching world, that we follow Jesus and we love Jesus. So this week, let's be challenged to invite the Spirit. To invite the Spirit to, to help us to love and obey the Lord. Let's pray. Jesus, we thank you for your word. Father, we thank you that you are with us and that you give us your spirit. Lord, I, I pray for each believer here. God, if, the, if we are far away from you, if we're not hearing your voice, Lord, we just pray that you would draw us back, that we would, that we would want to, to hear your voice, that we'd want to know what you say, that we would want to love and obey you. Lord, we pray that we would be the people that are soaking in your word, not to get good things out of it for us, but to know you, to know your heart. Lord, draw us to you. Convict us of sin. God, we pray that our homes, our lives would be welcoming to your spirit. God, we pray that your spirit would teach us your truth and lead us to obedience. And Lord, we thank you that you've given this gift of your spirit to us as a permanent gift. But Lord, we pray that we would be grateful for this, this gift of, of having God with us. Jesus, we honor you today and give you glory. I ask that you would speak to each of us. God, I pray for anyone that is is not a believer, that they would, they would come to know you as the, as the way, the only way to live. The one that loves and redeems. Bring us to you, Jesus, we pray. Amen.